and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I am your host, That English Guy, John. And welcome back to another episode where we take a further look at Batman No Man's Land Volume 2. In this episode, we're going to be covering Asriel, Agent of the Bat 57, Batman Chronicles 17, and Nightwing 35 and 36. These are written by Denny O'Neill, Scott Beattie, Daffod Wynn, Chris Renault, and Chuck Dixon, and features art by Roger Robinson, Pascal Alexi, Eduardo Barato, Graham Nolan, and Scott McDaniel. So, is this going to be any good? Let's find out as we dig into Batman No Man's Land Volume 2. We pick up as real with him at the feet of Nick Scratch. Nick takes him captive and locks Asriel away. Nick Scratch forces Asriel to change into the costume and Frog marches him through Gotham. He calls a crowd together and says that they should kill Jean-Paul. However, Nick Scratch makes the mistake of listening to Jean-Paul when he asks for the mask. This allows him to complete the transformation and turn into Asriel. Jean-Paul breaks free and with the help of Batgirl, manages to beat up the goons. And he then proceeds to break the powers of Nick Scratch by simply beating him up. Chronicle opens with Little Boy Lost, which tells the story of the son of Man Bat. He's kidnapped by a man who believes that this is his way up the economic ladder. This forces Mrs. Langstrom to turn to Penguin. However, Penguin refuses as she has nothing to trade. After she leaves, Batman arrives and gets Penguin to tell him what's going on. This then leads to Penguin searching for the boy as well. The loss of her son forces Francine Langstrom to take some serum and transform into a bat. She locates her son and rescues him. Whilst at the same time, the Penguin deals with the kidnapper. The issue ends with Francine leaving Gotham with her children. Turn On, Tune In and Freak Out tells the story of a TV show which is broadcast in Gotham, which Batman then broadcasts to the rest of America to try and convince them to reopen Gotham. Identity Crisis tells the story of Dr. Crider, who learns the identity of Batman. He then tries to sell this information to Two-Face, who doesn't want to know who Batman is and doesn't feel that he's got anything valuable to sell him, and he simply remembers him torturing him when he was in Arkham, and ends up killing him before Dr. Crider is able to tell him anything else. Belly of the Beast Part 1 opens with Batman instructing Nightwing to enter Blackgate and remove Lockup. Nightwing disguises himself as a petty thief to enter the prison. However, as he sneaks in to remove and replace the prisoner, it goes wrong, and the prisoner alerts the guards. This forces Nightwing to fight KGB Beast, getting the better of him until Lockup intervenes, knocking him out. Nothing but time has Nightwing dropped into one of the prison cage pits. Understandably, the inmates want to kill him and attack him. However, Dr. Crane stops the fighting, saying that if they have Nightwing, then they can use him as a bargaining chip to get out once Batman arrives. Dr. Crane is supported by Black Mask, who believes that this is the correct course of action. However, all the villains simply end up fighting amongst themselves over who is right. However, they finally put aside their differences to plan an escape. They begin by telling Lockup that Nightwing is in fact dead. 
At the same time, Nightwing discovers that there is gunpowder in the gaps of the cells, and he plans to create an explosive. And the issue ends with Lockup planning to kill all of the prisoners to stop Batman taking control. So overall, I thought these were actually some really, really good issues. I thought the ending to Asriel wasn't great, but it was passable. And to be honest, with Nick Scratch being such a terrible villain, it doesn't surprise me that he allowed Jean-Paul to put on the Asriel outfit and become Asriel and thus beat him up. I can't say this is the most spectacular ending to a villain. And frankly, it's so mediocre as to really suit Nick Scratch's style as a villain. To be honest, I've never been impressed if you've been listening all the way through by Nick Scratch, and I don't think he's that much of a credible villain. I certainly wouldn't put him anywhere near the top if we did a Villain Wall episode on him. I think the Asriel issue itself was quite good, and it was nice to see much more furthering of Asriel's character and Jean-Paul in general, because he's starting to feel much more regretful about using the costume to defeat villains. And he's starting to have issues, and Leslie Tompkins is the same. She doesn't want him to do so, and there is a subplot that runs all the way through of As Real, where she is helping him to try and get over this entire thing. The Batman Chronicle was, again, okay. It's not brilliant. I thought the most interesting story was certainly the story with Francine Langstrom. Um, I did also enjoy the television one as well. I thought they were both quite interesting and both showing a different side to Gotham and showing much more what's going on with other people in the town and how they're reacting. I thought the artwork in both of the stories actually was really, really good and I really enjoyed it and I think that I would have liked to see much more from these uh, from the two artists who drew it, Pascal, Alexei and Eduardo Barato, particularly Eduardo Barato, because he gets the feel of this grainy, basic television studio that's still broadcasting, and the whole way through you're confronted by these panels with the fuzz, and it's almost, you're looking at it from Batman's perspective, and you can hear his thoughts and speech bubbles all the way through, and I think that's a really, really good technique. I really enjoyed the artwork, and I really enjoyed that story. Identity Crisis wasn't brilliant. I didn't think it added much to um, anything. It just told a small story, which was fairly interesting in of itself, but I don't think it was um, anything to write home about. I didn't particularly enjoy the artwork by Graham Nolan, to be honest. The Nightwing story, the first two episodes, I thought, again, were very, very good. It's very much setting up the scenes. I'm not going to lie, I don't think an overt amount happens, but that's because, as I said, it's setting up the story and it's developing everything. Very much all the action takes place in the final two issues, and that's where the story really moves forward. But this did a nice job of setting it up. I like the fact that the villains were quite clearly divided and that when they dropped Nightwing into that prison, the first thing they did want to do was kill him because they're going to remember that he has put them there and he's put them in this position. And that's why they're there. I thought that was a really nice touch. But I also like the fact that some of them thought outside the box. And you saw the much more thoughtful uh, villains such as Dr. Crane and Black Mask actually agreeing and scheming and how they could use Nightwing's arrival to get them out of the situation. And as a bargaining chip with Batman, if they're holding Nightwing, they know that 
he's certainly going to be concerned about him and I thought that was an interesting way of looking at all the villains and it certainly does an excellent job of setting up the next two ones which I think makes this very much worth picking up. I did like the artwork as well. I always do like Scott McDaniel's art. It's a very cartoony kind of style, but I actually like that. It becomes very popular as we go ahead um, and features much more heavily all the way through, especially when we look at things like Batman War Games. That very much comes to the fore in almost all the comic issues, and I did really enjoy it. I think he's a very, very talented artist. So overall, I'm going to give these issues 4 out of 5 batterings. I think they're all very, very good, except for Identity Crisis, which is average, and also the ending to Asriel as well, which I thought was a little disappointing, but overall was a very, very good story, mainly for how it furthers Asriel's character. So I would recommend picking up all four of these issues. So that's it for this episode of Bat Books for Beginners. Thank you very much for listening. I've been your host, John, and now I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the Guy. (laughs) 